0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: Welcome in to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Yet another emergency pod, but uh, Josh Whitman did do it quickly. And boy, uh, did he make another big splash hire like the last one with Lovey Smith. It's a name everybody knows if you're a football fan. Illinois has hired former Wisconsin and Arkansas coach Brett Bielema. Three Big Ten championships in his background, of course, at Wisconsin, had unbelievable run there, continued Barry Alvarez's success, and then surprised everybody by leaving Wisconsin to go to Arkansas. Did not go as well there. He did make three bowl games in five years, which would get you a statue here probably at Illinois, but he went 11-29 in the SEC, and I think it is important to note uh, he was in the SEC West, which even at that time I still think was probably the best division we've ever seen in the history of college football. But he did not work out, uh, did not build a program from scratch there. But this is a bold, big hire, which is all we know with Josh Women. First, Lovey Smith, uh, then Brad Underwood stealing him from another Power 5 program. Now he goes with Brett Bielema over Lance Leipold. I heard he was the other top candidate for this job. And based on Twitter reaction last night um, to the MAC championship game loss for Buffalo, I figured Illini fans would be pretty pumped about today. Uh, but this is a pretty polarizing Move and joining me now is Ryan Easterling. Isaac Trotter is going to join us here in a few minutes. Ryan, wearing your Woo Pig Suey hat as we do this, your Arkansas hat. Um, man, Illinois is not going to be boring, I can tell you that much. And as a media member, I have to admit, this is exciting because it's going to be interesting, right? Brett Bielema brings personality. This is a similar hire, and that's a name we all know but this is a very reaction, different hire. There's going to be personality. There's going to be energy. There's going to be some, some cockiness, Illinois football now.
0: Yeah. I, we talked about reactionary hires as far as scheme goes, but, uh, they made a reactionary hire as far as personality goes. That's for sure. There's, there's gonna be a lot of opinions on this hire and that's, that's to be expected. I mean, Bielema is, uh, he speaks his mind. We'll put it that way. He speaks his mind and, you know, uh, I was was thinking of a a funny line to try and say to kick this thing off, and I was thinking "Goodbye, Green Street. Hello, Sesame Street." But what do you mean by that?
1: I don't. What's that mean?
0: Oh no, it's just Bert and Ernie. Bert. (laughs) It's Bert. That's right. uh, No, I mean the thing is, I you you see what he did at Wisconsin, and obviously, you know, Wisconsin was a pretty successful program prior to his arrival. I mean, Barry Alvarez really teed that thing up, but. You know he goes twelve and one in year one, nine and four, seven and six, ten and three, eleven and two, and eleven and three, and then eight and six in his final year. I mean the guy never had a losing record at Wisconsin. So from a from that standpoint, you know he won in the Big Ten, uh, and so you know he's got he's had success there. He had some success at Arkansas. You know he had the three and nine first year, and you know he took over an Arkansas program that was pretty wrecked um, and at least got them back to respectability. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It takes time. And you really in the, in the sec for a program to climb out of mediocrity or even just to climb out of the basement, it takes some serious, uh, disturbances in that conference for, for the, uh, power to shift or like the tides of the of power to shift in those conferences. So, you know, his, his, uh, departure there was, not without a little bit of controversy, I guess. I, I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but, you know, maybe he did deserve more time there. I don't know. He got, he got four years. Um, five. And then just,
1: yeah, five, years. five years.
0: Yeah. So, he, I mean, he gets, he gets five years at Arkansas. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think with him, the staff hires are going to be critical and I, I really hope when Josh was interviewing him, that was a big part of the process is not just, Hey, you're a great coach, but, What's your plan for who you're going to bring with you? And what do you think it's going to take to turn this around?
1: Yeah, um, he was just on WDWS. He was on College Game Day. From what I understand, that's all he's going to do today. Uh, Maybe he does another TV interview with FS1 uh, as as the Illini game is happening at Penn State today. Um, But uh, yeah, he said he hasn't talked to anyone yet about this. Um, I don't know if that's true. But I would imagine he's got people in mind. And I want to get into that here in a second, Ryan. But um, he could have gone with a, an up and comer like Sean Lewis, right? Josh Whitman could have done that or Lance Leipold. And, and as I wrote in my free column today, um, th- that would have gotten praise. Like those hires would have gotten praise. There would have been think pieces about this that were like trying to sell Illini fans on this. And and I would have written like Sean Lewis is interesting. Um, Lance Leipold I think can be a successful power five coach despite losing last night in the first game Illini fans saw. Um, but I this hire, I mean, I think there's some merit behind it. This guy has a power five track record. I don't think Josh Whitman wants another rebuild here. And, and I think – Brett Bielema was the kind of guy that can come in here and give you immediate identity, give you an immediate boost. But then it's about how can you sustain that boost, right? Uh, And I do think, personality-wise, I think it can work here. Um, Josh talked on DWS about, you know, he looked at other builds like Kansas State, Iowa, Wisconsin. That is the model. Like, that is the model Illinois needs to follow because that's the kind of program Illinois is. The program that eventually can get to bowl games every year can get to big 10 division contention every year but you got to build it with this kind of smash mouth identity Um, you got to build it with a certain culture and Bioma coached under Bill Snyder he played for Hayden Fry he coached obviously at Wisconsin under Barry Alvarez and then obviously as a head coach so I think that's the kind of identity that can work at Illinois and he's seen it built before uh, I do think recruiting-wise, he fits the identity of what this area is. I know he's an Illinois native. There's some questions about how much he actually recruits Illinois and how successful he'll be right away. But I do think he'll do well with offensive linemen, running backs, defensive linemen, and that's that's what Illinois produces every year, right? So, I I think this is an interesting hire as a third-time head coach. You're going to retread route here. But I do think he's a better fit in the Big Ten than he was in the SEC West, and I do think this is a guy that has a more proven track record. For better or worse, Ryan, there's some bad and there's some really good. But this is a far higher floor, I think, than any coach uh, we were talking about.
0: Well, I think if you're going to get a coach that you know maybe was previously fired, as we call him a retread, he was probably among the best options by by quite a bit. Um, you know, I don't think any of the recently hired or recently fired. Coaches outside of maybe a Gus Malzahn, who really may not be the best fit for Illinois, um, would have made a whole lot of sense. Now,
1: yeah, I think you know, I, may makes more sense than Malzahn here, just, just yeah. you know, culture fit and I think just area fit, regional fit.
0: Yeah, and in general, something I was thinking about this morning is just because somebody is a really good candidate and is really successful somewhere doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be successful somewhere else. I think Robert Rosenthal actually made a really good point that uh you know if somebody has a lot of success somewhere they go somewhere else and flame out but then they go back somewhere else and and maybe maybe their style and their coaching mentality is more tailored to the you know to the conference they play in you know as Lance Leipold might be able to get away with certain things in the MAC that he can't get away with in the Big 10 or the Pac 12 or the SEC uh you know and it kind of goes kind of goes really for any coach there are certain styles that that coaches play that that work in certain arenas that may not work in others, and so you know what his, if if Bielema sticks with kind of what worked for him at Wisconsin, and obviously the game has evolved a good amount as far as you know passing prowess and things like that, but if he sticks with what works with him at Wisconsin, I mean it's I'd say it's fairly well proven in the Big Ten. Um, can he replicate it though? Right. And that's that's the question, and it, you know I think you brought up the point that a lot of that's going to depend on how they recruit. Can he bring in the quality offensive linemen that made that made that machine run at Wisconsin? Illinois produces a ton of them. They just have to go out and get them. Yeah. And so really I, I think being able to recruit early in this process is going to be big for him. You know, the early response from some of the more, you know, I guess recent players or the guys kind of in that Zook era uh, the the response from a lot of those guys was pretty positive because um, we'll they got their how,
1: butts whooped by him most of the time, except for two thousand seven, right?
0: Sure, and and somebody else made a good point too. They said, you know, B-Lim is I think it was the Bob Zupke Twitter said is the kind of guy who you hate if you have to face him, but you love him if you're if he's your coach. Uh, and that just goes back to him being a polarizing guy. I mean, yeah. he's he's gonna he's gonna talk his talk. And it's going to happen, but you know, he's ultimately the, the litmus test is can he back it up on the field and that's what he's being
1: tasked with. All right. We're joined now. Isaac Trotter. Isaac Trotter, 8 a.m. announcement on a Saturday morning. What would you think when you saw it? I mean, I, I mean, we can call this like a little bit of a surprise, but it wasn't. I mean, I heard, everyone heard, national reporters report that Bielmo was one of the guys they interviewed. I just think we all thought, is Whitman really going to go with him? But this is really kind of what Whitman does. He, he goes with the big splash hire, and uh, this is a reaction hire to Lovey. But your thoughts, Isaac Trotter?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you um... – if you kind of made this a big, big picture thing that you were kind of looking at this, like it makes sense. It really does. But in the moment, I was kind of focused on Lance Leipold. I feel like I, I feel like I was kind of not, not alone in that sentiment. But then as I kind of put the, when I first thought of it, my first thought was, oh my God, like this is, this is interesting. And the more that I think about it, the more that it fits with Whitman and it fits with the direction that they're going. And I think this is an interesting time because this year doesn't count at all, right? For all of these guys, right? Like they're, they're, years of eligibility don't count. And you're going to have a lot of guys that leave. But this roster that they have right now, we all thought that this was the most talented roster that Illinois had in a decade. And I think that an energetic, passionate guy like that could sell to a lot of these older guys. And if they wanted to come back and run it back with this guy, I think that's an interesting, exciting thing. And then long term, I go, man, Illinois is going to have some good offensive line play for the next few years because Brett Bieleman knows what it's like, to, knows what he needs to, to compete in the Big Ten, and that means a dominating front. And I think Illinois is going to do a really good job of, of prioritizing offensive lines throughout the class. Like we saw it with Lovey, that first class, that class of 2017, they got him Palcho, they got him Kendrick Green. You're able to get guys like, like Vidarian, right? And then after that, it's been like major question marks about that offensive line. And I think Bieleman is going to stock up on that every single year.
1: All right, let's, let's focus uh, on the recruiting, then we'll get into the actual roster and on the field stuff, uh, and I want to get into staffing as well. Um, I, I did have a message into somebody who knows this state really well, knows Big Ten recruiting really well, uh, and here's a little bit of what he said. He said, On the positive side is one of the most ambitious men I've ever been around. He'll work his tail off to win. He has a strong presence in Florida, can talk to anyone, and will take care of the high school coaches in state. The kids love playing for him, and he knows football. Uh, but he doesn't check off a lot of major issues for Illinois. Um, They said he didn't have as strong of a presence recruiting Illinois and is is in Wisconsin. Now, they get kids and get kids I think Illinois can get, uh, but that Wisconsin was the best offer, but that's a pretty good offer uh, nowadays, and – uh, a lot of the coaches that he's had on his staff before have good jobs now. So who's he going to draw to that staff? As we've talked about before, uh, that's going to be really, really important. Um, so I do think this is going to be met in state pretty well. right? I, I think it's going to be met in state pretty well. And I, I think the most important thing, guys, is this is going to be really important to Brett. I mean, this is going to be his last Power Five head coaching opportunity right I mean so I have no question your energy levels are upped the passion level and I I believe him in his statement when he says I'm going to go from Quincy to to, I don't know if Cairo was in there like to Chicago to everywhere right he knows the state um, he's from the state, and he knows the Midwest. Whether it's Iowa, Wisconsin, he should know a little bit of Missouri. And if he doesn't, hire Corey Patterson. Uh, get in Ohio. Get into Indiana. You can get into Michigan too. Um, a lot of things, Ryan, that that Illinois hasn't done well over the last decade. Uh, I think Brett Bielma can bring that to Illinois if he if he hires the right staff here.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you, you made the point, look at, look at some of his former staffers. A lot of them have really good jobs now. I mean, Paul Christ, his former offensive coordinator is now the head coach at Wisconsin after his stint at Pittsburgh. Uh, Chris Ash was his defensive coordinator. Ash obviously got the Rutgers head coaching job after a while, after spending a little bit of time at Ohio state. Now he is back at Texas as the defensive coordinator. Um, doing well
1: there by the way. Yes.
0: Yeah, Matt Candida, uh, now the quarterback's coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not a bad gig. I mean, so you can look at and, – and the one that I, I guess I'd be interested in, and this is maybe one of the guys I think he could target as an offensive coordinator is Dan Enos. Yep. Dan Enos was his offensive coordinator down at Arkansas. Had a really explosive offense there that that opened it up pretty wide, which I think would play into the personnel that they have now. Maybe not the traditional Belama offense, but I think you know if he shows he's willing to adapt and can make that work, that's a possibility. Enos right now is the associate head coach and OC at Cincinnati, so would he leave Fickle
1: for an OC job? Maybe, right? Like, but to, he is the OC. I, I know, but like a Big yeah. Ten OC job. But I think I think Brett's gonna Brett one is gonna have the the salary pool to to go get somebody and spend. Maybe up to, a, I don't know, we'll have to ask Whitman, but maybe up to a million on a coordinator or two. Like I, I think you don't pay Brett Bielema, by the way, $4.2 million over six years and then short him on the staff. And then Brett right. does have respect. Um, another guy I think we should mention is Reggie Mitchell was on his staff at Arkansas. Uh, and we know how he recruited the first time he was here at Illinois under Zook. Now, I know Reggie's gone down some levels, but it's just a guy to keep in mind. Uh, But Isaac's style of play for this roster is interesting. I think offensively, you you have offensive linemen. You have running backs, and I think some of these offensive linemen can return. Uh, Palcho, maybe Kendrick Green returns. We'll see with Kendrick. Uh, but I do think you have some offensive linemen that, that can work well with Brett. I think you have a good running back room. And I, I think Luke Ford's got to be as pumped as anybody about this hire. He originally committed to Brett Bielema in Arkansas, and they used the heck out of the tight ends. Was Hunter Henry uh, was at Arkansas uh, when Bielema was there? So uh, I think he's got to be as pumped as anybody. Quarterback-wise, though, um, Bielma has has had pro style quarterbacks in the past. Does he change that? Um, with whoever he brings in, you know, obviously, if it's Enos, Enos uh, has, has Ritter at Cincinnati who can run a little bit. Uh, and then defensively, I love this. Um, three four defense that's what works in today's college football. Um, you have a three man front, you can be very creative, you can blitz, you can just be very aggressive, which is the opposite of what lovey smith was for most of his tenure here Uh, i think his schemes can work now i think quarterback will be the biggest adjustment and then they're going to have to eventually get the edge rushers uh, and linebackers to to fit this so i think there is going to be some transition here but uh, offensively i think the o-line running backs tight ends fit pretty well
2: Hundred percent. I'm totally with you. And and we had talked a lot about when. Remember when Illinois was just getting killed with these RPOs every single time this happened. Jeremy and I would look at each other in the press box and go, "Well, if you ran a three-four, you'd probably have a better chance to take that out a little bit." And I think that this roster could fit to a three-four defense pretty well. I mean, nose tackle is probably one of the most important positions there. You have a high upside guy in Calvin Avery. Can you get a lot out of him? We'll see, right? Like that's that could be a decent piece there. Now you do need those edge rushers. And my first thought too was those quarterbacks because Isaiah Williams do Span. They're both those are the guys that you think about with the long-term future of this position.
1: Does Brandon and both, Peters think about coming back for another year now?
2: <laughs> well, I I mean that's very much in the discussion, but then I, then again I go I think about the quarterback room and I go, "Well, honestly, it doesn't really matter that much because with all of these grad transfers, you can go yeah. find your guy. Yeah. Like it's not that hard to go find your guy and it's an easy sell if you go into this." So, I think Brett is going to end up coming into this job and I don't think he's going to have the final say on what this quarterback is. I think it really comes down to his offensive coordinator and what the scheme that they want to do. But defensively, I'm just excited for the fact that opposing teams aren't going to come into Illinois and go, yeah, they're going to run a 4-3 and they're going to do what they do, right? Now, And we liked a lot of uh, what Lovey Smith's defense was with the takeaways, but after that, it was really easy to game plan for and a lot of people knew what to do. And I think with a 3-4 and with Bielema, I think they'll be able to do a little bit different things. They'll be able to catch some people off guard. I think we'll be able to see some more schemes that you can kind of out-coach some teams instead of just out-executing them all the time and hoping that the turnover varies on your side day in and day out.
1: I, I will say that I do think there's some out you know edge rushers that can work here. I mean, if Isaiah Gay stays for another year, I think he can work as an edge rusher there. Seth Coleman I think is a great fit. Uh, for that, so um, and they have had some some linebackers that have converted to the edge rusher, like Mark Mondesir is, is one this year, Ayushak Banyo two years ago, um, and, and I think they can find some guys. The transfer portal is going to be very very important. Um, they got 10 open spots right now from what I can glean, uh, with this current recruiting class and they can use those for transfers, JUCOs or prep guys. But if I'm Brett Bielma, I'm going transfer portal. You got to win early. Uh, I I think you got to win early. So I think, uh, that's going to be important for them going forward here, Ryan and and Isaac, if you want to go in, go ahead.
2: Yeah, well, I also thought like Jerzon Newton, Johnny Newton fits really well with this, too, because you can move him to defensive end here and he could be one of those guys that just clogs up that interior. And then when you look at also other pass rushers, Shaman Cooper has the speed for linebacker that they want. I don't know if he's going to be an edge rushing pass rusher, but you could move him inside with Tariq Barnes like you have options now. And I think that these linebackers could really be solid in this. And you have you have. You have talented pieces there at linebacker. Do you have depth? Not really. Now that Delano Ware is gone, but I think you have options and 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 high upside guys that could work in this scheme.
1: Ryan, more thoughts? Yeah,
0: I mean, with the way that the transfer waiver is going to play out, I, I have a feeling that you're going to see you know this massive game of musical chairs. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think if you if you have certain positions that you really need to fill, I don't think it's going to be impossible to do it via transfers. Um, you know, Bielma has been out for what, three, three, four years. So there may be some guys that he recruited that could potentially, you know, when he, when they were freshmen could potentially want to come back and play one year for him as a senior. That's possible. How many of those there are? I don't know, but you know, I think at least with the way that the transfer waiver is going to play out, I think there's going to be an opportunity to fill some key roles, in the transfer market, but I think you're going to have to be pretty aggressive in doing so. If you want to get guys that are quality, that can actually contribute right away.
1: All right. So I think we all agree. This is an upgrade. I think Illinois has made an upgrade um, because he's a proven college coach, even as run at Arkansas in one of the toughest divisions, college football is better than what Lovey Smith did. He made three straight bowl games, right? I think he's a better in-state recruiter, but there are some warts here, right? Like, like, let's talk about that a little bit. Ryan, you you got your Arkansas hat on. What's your connection there, by the way? My parents retired
0: down there a few years back. So I I actually got to see the game – It was their, I think it was their next to last game of the year. Was when they had Mississippi State scored fifty one and lost on a blocked field goal
1: at the last second. And that could have been like a ten win season. So his best season was an eight win season uh, where they finished five and three. Think in the SEC, they had a couple really close losses that could have turned that into maybe winning the SEC West. Um, So they they were close at times there. But he did struggle to recruit top talent in Arkansas. The Wisconsin classes, hey, they worked out, right? But they, they weren't, you know, the top-rated classes in the Big Ten. So I, I don't think he's going to be the guy who, who comes in and all of a sudden is getting you the the number of three or second five class in, in the Big Ten. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, plus, he, he struggled to kind of adapt to his his system there. Like, he couldn't get offensive linemen and running backs to kind of run what, what he wanted there. But... Um, there's also the personality, man. He can get he can get brash, uh, and and he can get combative and abrasive. And I know some some staff guys didn't like coaching for him. That not not that's not all of them. Josh Whitman said today that um, he was great, and everyone only had positive things to say. Um, but I, I know that's not always the case with him. So there there is some downside there um, with, with Bealma and. You know, he, he hasn't proven yet, Isaac, that that he can build something from scratch, right? He he took over a great thing with Barry Alvarez, and of course, he took it to uh, and kept it there and, and maybe even took it to another level when a Penn State was down and Ohio State was down. Um, but he hasn't proven it yet by himself, and Illinois is probably a tougher job, actually, than Arkansas. Maybe not in as tough of a division, and, that, and that's where the open thing is here, but uh, Arkansas has a, has a better history than Illinois.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. Like I'm more worried about the, the program building and can you do it at Illinois more than the personality that the, the program building is more important than the personality because honestly, I think, I think his personality early could really turn on some people after what you've kind of dealt with for the last five years, it's A like, jolt,
1: man. Like it's a, it's a jolt. Um, I, cause even if you don't like the hire, man, it's interesting and, and man, it, it, it gets your attention.
2: Well, and there was a, And it wasn't, I mean, it was Lovey's fault, But and maybe it's lazy, but there was a lot of people that thought that Lovey was a little, maybe lackadaisical, maybe he just didn't really care, because he didn't dominate the press conferences, he didn't get in front of people and sell this job, right? I think Brett's going to sell this job. He's going to sell why he loves this job, why Illinois is important to him, why he wants to win, and it's the most important thing for him to do. He's not going to just say, oh, we're disappointed this week, but we'll bounce back next week, which worked for Lovey at times throughout, throughout his tenure, but that's just not what he's going to do. That's just not what he's going to do. So I think that the personality is going to turn some people on. It's going to turn high school coaches on, I think, in this, in this state big time. But the the character thing, the character thing is a concern. But I think that I think that time away can make you kind of get understand what you need to do. And when you're away from the job, and you get this thing again, and you get twenty six million, you're probably going to try to figure it out and, and kind of be uh, cross your t's and dot your eyes.
1: I know you said character. Like, there's no like big character. Like, he, there's no red flags of like off the field like that you're really concerned about right and, and there's no rules breaking concerns here it's just, it's just a personality but you know pj flex a polarizing guy right and and i think at a program like illinois maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to have a guy who some people don't like right and that's fine if you win <laughs> the illini fans aren't going to care and, I've and seen that's some-
0: the caveat yeah but you you can be however you want to be but you better win And and like otherwise, you know, you can't you can't have this big bravado and not deliver wins. I, I think that's going to be the key. Now, for me, it's going to be interesting because you said this is his third and possibly last shot at a major power five coaching job. How has his attitude changed over time? I mean, you don't want to get away entirely from being who you are, and he won't. But but at the same time, you have to read the room you have to know when to rein it in a little bit if he can keep that under control and channel that attitude or that you know that kind of personality he has in the right way I, you know I think it could be used for good um, you just got to be careful not to put your foot in your mouth that's, yeah. that's really I think what it comes down to make sure that you're building relationships not burning relationships make sure that you are you know gravitating people towards you like be, be somebody that your your attitude is not is not your entire identity
1: yeah, we'll obviously dive into this more as as we get more time to dive into it. I, I know we've talked about um. You know, Brett Bielema all week. I, I have a Q&A with Trey Biddy who covered Arkansas that I thought was very informative, and he, he thinks Bielema brought identity uh, to Arkansas, brought some needed confidence back to Arkansas, but just uh, had a couple missteps along the way, and he thinks he's just a better fit in the Big Ten uh, than he would be in the SEC. So, if yeah, he can be kind of – I know Rich Rod eventually got fired for other things, but if he can be what Rich Rod was, which was – Rich Rod just wasn't a fit for Michigan, but then when he got to Arizona – had success, uh, found an identity, and gave that program something it had been lacking for a long time. And they fired him for off-the-field stuff, and now they fired Kevin Sumlin. So, you know, Rich Rod actually was pretty much a success on the field there. Uh, and I think Bielema maybe can be the same thing in an area or a program that, that he fits a little bit better. Um, but I do think, Isaac, you brought the point. Um, the press conference I, – I mean, winning the press conference isn't everything – but you do have to be a salesman. A like college football job is a salesman. And that was my huge concern with Lovey Smith right when he was hired. Is, is he going to take that on? Because in the NFL level, you don't got to be that you don't have to be the salesman. You can just go to the press conferences and keep everything in house as long as you win, right? But in college, you're selling to coaches, you're selling to fans, you're selling to donors, and you're selling to recruits. Uh, and, and Lovey never really did that. Plus, your current players, they do pay attention to that press conference as well.
2: Well, and it matters. It really matters. And, and I think that when you come in, I think this meeting tomorrow with the players is going to be really important because I think that, like these players have dealt with They've dealt with a lot this year with COVID has come in and then they've had a coach firing and then they've had all this upheaval. And plus the mental, you know, uh, part of this thing where they they entered this year thinking this was the year that they were going to build something and, and do something at a high level. And they didn't. And if you come in tomorrow and you're the salesman and you're the one that's dominating this thing and saying, hey, guys, I believe in you. I believe in the talent that we have here, and we can do something. Then maybe you get a decent amount of this roster back, and maybe you get a really strong core. We can talk about how he's he has to, he hasn't built something from scratch. I think that the cupboard's a lot more full than what it was when Lovey got here, right? The, no doubt that the talent level has been raised over the last few years, and you have a chance I, that, that not, could change.
1: Square. Though I, I I do want to say this: like that that team had some NFL players on it. I'm not sure how many are on this one. I agree, it's got. It's got some better spots, but I, I don't think we, we can keep saying that to the level we have been because we haven't seen it on the field. But I do think raw talent, yes. I, I think there's some players that have more NFL potential, more players that have NFL potential on this roster than the last one. But there are serious depth concerns at certain positions. Plus, these guys just haven't produced as much as, as we expected, especially this year. Isaac. So I, I just wanted to add
2: that. No, I think that's a really good point. I think it's a really good point. But I still think, though, that – and we talked about earlier. You have tight ends that you really like. You have an offensive line that you really like. And you have a running back room that you really like. And at its core, offensively, and if Illinois wants to build right around that, you can find a quarterback, whether whether that's a dual threat guy, you already have it in the room. And whether that's a, a, a pro-style guy, you can go out to the transfer portal and find that too. And But you can build around that a, a elite core that you have with running backs in, in the line or in the offensive line and then the tight end.
1: All right, guys, before we let you go, I know Ryan, you got to get going. Um, This search, right? I want to talk about this search for a second. It was quick, Uh, kind of confidential, right? Bielema and Leipold leaked, and those seemed like the top candidates. Um, You know, I talked to a source earlier in the week in the industry, and they said there's three candidates one is Bielema, the other one is Leipold, the other one is Mystery Man. And from what I've heard, Fickle was a target. I don't know if that got anywhere. But it would make sense to me that fickle, Leipold maybe is the third guy and Bioma in the middle. I don't know if that's certainly what it was, but you swing your, you swing your bat at it for the first time for fickle, see if you can convince him to come. If not, you got a guy that's proven it before and if not, you got the top mat coach. Um, that was quick search and, and Whitman seemed to know where he was going and how and he'd go about it, Ryan. Yeah.
0: I mean, and the thing is too, you look at each of those three options and, you know, there's been some talk out there that Marcus Freeman was also possibly in contention there too. Uh, you know, fickle's defensive coordinator. Um, each of those guys kind of has a different, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, maybe potential to affect change. Um, you know, I think Leipold, he's, a, he's more of a steady guy. He'd probably come in, shore a lot of things up, be reliable, but <clears throat> elevate you maybe a little bit to that next level. Bielema is the one where it's, I, I hate to say this, but I think it's kind of boom or bust. It's, it's the, you know, it, it's a big risk to take, but if it works out, it's going to work out. If it doesn't work out, I mean, I, I hate to say it this way, but you're kind of back where you started. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't necessarily know that he's going to absolutely demolish the program if it doesn't work out, but if it does work out and you get back to winning say seven, eight games a year consistently and, have, you know, mend some of those fences with the state, then Whitman's going to look brilliant. Um, But it's a gamble. But I I think what he saw was he saw is that he needed to move the needle somehow. And this was the highest potential to move that needle uh, by making a hire that's maybe a little bit outside the
1: box. Yeah, he always makes a splash, Isaac. Now it's about making sure that it's not just a splash day one. That you continue that right with actual results on the field, which is something Lovey Smith just struggled to sustain.
2: And that's where I think that the staff is is the most important thing because a head coach is only good as the staff did. And we saw with Lovey how the two most important hires that he made at the beginning with Hardy and then with Garrick, both of those blew up in his face, and that was a big reason why they were behind the eight ball and could never really get over the hump. And so I think this this staff is the most important thing. And we saw with Underwood, right? Can you find your Antigua? Can you find your Chin Coleman? Can you find your Stephen Gentry? If he can do that, if Brett Bielema can do that, then he's going to have a chance to do some really good things at Illinois.
1: By the way, I think Bielema and Underwood are such a perfect pair. Like they, they are they are cut from the same cloth. Um, you know, Brad, I know maybe hasn't been as abrasive. Like he's really good in the media, um, but man, they they have similar personalities, and I think they're going to get along very very well, boys.
0: Black dog better stock up their barbecue <laughs> supply. That's all I'm saying.
2: That's true. I would like to tailgate with both of those. I think that'd be a really fun tailgate. Oh. Can you make that into a story? Could you you, would, you
1: wouldn't walk away from that
2: one? Oh no.
1: Can I, <laughs> I I'd love to just go, go on a night on a town with both those guys. I think that'd be a, a great time. Great stories between those two.
2: And I can the, see
1: Bert I can see Bert hanging out of cams.
2: See, like I know he's more he's more of a downtown. He's going to go to like he's going to go downtown to to seven saints and just hang out there for a really long time and then move around downtown champaign. All
1: right, boys. Uh, Big news is Illinois hires Brett Bielema. I said this in a tweet. It's going to be anything but uninteresting. Right. I, I mean, as a media guy. This is about as good of a hire as you can make, in my opinion, because every press conference, every interaction with him is going to be interesting. And uh, he comes with a, a proven track record, some good, um, some bad. But uh, boy, uh, I think Illinois made a hire that people care about. And uh, we'll see how it works out. We'll come back in, in five years and, and see how it all works out. Any final thoughts? Buckle up. Here we go. How's
2: <laughs> it Yeah. It's going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be a roller coaster. And, and I, it's just so different than the last five years. And sometimes different can be good.
1: Yeah. All right. That'll do it. Thank you, boys. See so, ya. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild All right. Good stuff, as always, from Ryan Easterling and Isaac Trotter. Thank you for giving me uh, their time so we can turn that around. It's a big hire. Uh, I already got a reaction column. It's for free uh, for all of you out there. Uh, Just some initial thoughts. I'm going to dive into it a little bit more. Uh, Also, I'll I'll retweet my piece this morning, um, or I put this out earlier in the week, but Trey Biddy from the Arkansas site, I had a great breakdown of, Brett Bielema's tenure at Arkansas, what worked, what didn't work, what ultimately led to his firing there, and what he thinks he can do in the Big Ten as well. And I think it's very informative because obviously we know what he did at Wisconsin and how successful he is. But I think the Arkansas gig, uh, what happened there and how we can learn from it or how it's different than Illinois, uh, it was really good insight. As always, Illini fans. Give your thoughts on our message boards as well. Getting all your reaction. We'll have more content throughout the day. We'll type up some quotes from uh, from uh, Brett Bielmo, what he said on uh, the media outlets he's been on this morning. And, of course, Monday is his introductory Zoom Press conference be a little bit different. No big ceremony with all the donors and and some fans there applauding him. Uh, it'll just be on Zoom. Uh, so we'll give you as much insight into this as possible. And of course, then we get into an assistant staff. Right now, we can break down what the coordinators will be what kind of staff he'll put together. We'll do all that coming up on IlliniInquire.com. And right now you can get two months, your first two months of Illini Inquire VIP access for just a dollar. Easy price point. Come in for the next two months. Top 15 basketball team. Oh, who plays at Rutgers? Another top 20 team tomorrow. Uh, And all the recruiting angles, all the staff angles, we'll have you covered at Illini Inquire. So come on in for a dollar for the next 60 days. Try us out. I think you'll really like what you get. Everybody have a great day. It's a big day for Illinois football. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.
2: Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit
1: series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone.
2: There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag.
1: And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but
2: this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You are want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd. Exclusively on Paramount+.